Welcome to the Crypto Assets and Blockchain Podcast. There will be a forum later on, as I understood it right, and then you can, uh, there is a question and answer. So, um, yes, challenges. First, um, what is Brainboard? Brainboard is a, a company and a blockchain development studio in uh, Mainz, headquartered in Mainz. So it's not only in Berlin, and it's also in Germany, where there are blockchain companies. Um, we, are, uh, we are building the core building blocks um, to scale the technology towards adoption of uh, public blockchain systems. What does it mean? Uh, we don't do um, consulting or a group of concepts or some, uh, stuff like this, but we are really like into the core technology. We, our founder also helped uh, creating the first Python client for Ethereum. We are focused on Ethereum very strongly. And uh, we are focused on um, public blockchain systems. So this is uh, something where many of you might think like, okay, we are in the enterprise track, so yeah, I'm doing, um, I'm hearing of these challenges, but that are not mine because we are doing this open permission, private consortia, proof of authority chain. That might be true. If it is, then probably blockchain solution was not really a solution to your use case. That would at least be our, um, yeah, our assumption. Um, if it is not, then you will face these challenges either way. If you get bigger, if, if uh, this proof of authority chain will have more participants, if there will be synergies with other applications on this blockchain, then you will have the same challenges actually than you would have on the, as on the public blockchain systems. So we are just skipping this um, private consortia chain and we are focusing on the public blockchain systems right away. Um, what are we doing actually as, a, as projects? Probably some may have heard of the, the RAIN project, RAIN network. Uh, this is a second layer infrastructure component which actually really helps with scalability. That's our point. Um, but there are also other challenges I will tell you about. And for example, we are also working on trust lines, uh, which is more about accessibility. This is another challenge you have with the blockchains. 
Um, there is different terminology. So we are talking about scalability, privacy, and usability as uh, challenges. We will tell you or I will tell you what we understand by these terms. There are others. Um, uh, there, there may be uh, other definitions for this. So that's why we are uh, attending to these ones. And there may be other challenges as well. Um, we are focusing on these ones. Um, who doesn't know this cute kitten? Ah, okay, just for you, I can explain it now. Okay, so this is um, yeah, this is crypto kittens. Uh, this is a crypto kitty, whatever. So I, I also don't know them too well. Um, very short. The Ethereum blockchain is the second biggest, I think, in uh, yeah, for market capitalization, and it's about 80 billion or something. It was supposed to. Uh, disrupt the financial industry, get rid of intermediaries, uh, destroy the banks, whatever, and then somebody invented this uh, cute game like CryptoKitties and almost take down the, the Ethereum blockchain. So that was that was actually a problem. But what happened? Why why did this happen? Um, the problem was it, it didn't take it down. That would be really a problem. It just was really really slow either way, so very slow. And uh, this claim is just not even right, it's not, not 10 seconds is 9 te uh, seconds too long, it's just like 1 second is way too long for uh, what we are trying to do with payments, with micropayments for example. With payments where machine-to-machine uh, -machine payments happening and robots are paying other robots for lifting their arm and getting some stuff for 3 millicents or something. Then we are talking about really millions of transactions and then it's not about like if there are 10 transactions in a blockchain or 100 because that's not a solution and 1000 is not a solution it's just like about really a million per second which would be feasible then so this is like it's either very 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 slow or it's just very very expensive so you can have your transaction getting through even if CryptoKitties is, is running um, but then it's just like it costs you a lot of money so it's either very slow or very expensive. So this is something like where we'd say like we actually have really a conceptual problem. It's not like someone can say, okay, uh, we are inventing this and it's it's just ten times faster and so then we can solve it. But there seems to be some some problem which just uh, prevents that this really will scale at some point of time. And yeah. This problem obviously is if I if I go somewhere and if, if I go to a bar and if I buy a beer for three dollars, then there has to be a common knowledge on all over the world and a consensus that I did. I paid you three dollars for beer. So this is uh, this is actually a mess because uh, it, it makes sense. If you don't want to have a centralized entity saying like this is true or this is false, then you have to have a common consensus or a common knowledge about all this, what is happening. And everybody has to know. Every miner in China and Island and whatever has to know about this. So what could be a solution is rethinking how we do these payments. Another problem is if I pay three dollars for a beer, then everybody has to know about this. And if somebody knows who I am, then he also knows that I actually bought a beer all over the world. The whole world has to know because the whole world has to has a common consensus about this. So that might be a problem if you don't want any, everybody to know that you just bought a beer. Um, and this, uh, okay, it's not moving. Uh, it's not Actually, he is really throwing away his keyboard and everything like this. Uh, could have been the guy uh, who 
mined 100 bitcoins in 2011 and then uh, wanted to sell them in 2017 and then realized, okay, I don't have my private key anymore. Because then it's gone. So nothing, nothing is there anymore. That might be a pity for this guy, but it might be really a huge problem, since we are an enterprise track, if this guy is an administrator of some multi-billion dollar company who just tried their new uh, blockchain-based accounting system and he lost his private key. So there is nobody who can help him. It's just gone. The company is closed. So that cannot be how it works, actually. This is really a challenge because this is about usability, accessibility, whatever, but you cannot tell people, okay, your company is closed if your admin loses your private key. Um, and, of course, also part of usability is you are I, I, I give you I give you you know about bitcoins I give you about uh, ten thousand dollars and say if you don't know about uh, bitcoins then in two hours get one and it's yours and I'm pretty sure I can keep my money because this is really really hard actually to, to get a bitcoin your first bitcoin is, is not so easy and it, it's it's even getting getting worse because you have to rely on a, on a here it's like old financial system, which sounds bad. It's not meant bad. It's, it's a regulated system. It's a good system. It's working most of the time. But then it doesn't fit to whatever is happening right now in the blockchain. It's, it's just like the accessibility is really, really bad. And the usability is part of this. So, um, yeah, you cannot just get easy into this system. And uh, this is for here. I mean, if you're somewhere else and if you're in some other countries, you're, it's, it might be even possible. <coughs> so, so this is also a really, really hard challenge. Um, yeah, back to this, this poor guy. Uh, there is something like authentication. Is that blockchain-based systems are really good about uh, authentication or preventing to someone else to do something I am supposed to do. This is, this is quite cool. But if I'm, if I'm losing my private key, then I'm losing almost my identity because then someone else is just me. The blockchain doesn't know if it's him or me or whoever. Uh, he can just uh, do whatever I can do. So there is something missing. And um, again, from the enterprise systems we know, there is a lot more about uh, this, these things. There is like rights, role management, there is permissioning, there are... There's something which is around the identity, so if this guy can really state who he is, then he could probably, before this happened, could have said like, okay, these other guys are actually allowed to replace my private key. So then I would be fired and the company would probably still be running. But then we have to invent something about rights, role management, and all this stuff which exists in, in current systems in the enterprise. So, um, yeah, these are a lot of challenges. Um, here's just like a, a slide to let you know um, you don't have to really see what is going, what's, what's staying there. It's just like to, uh, to say, for example, for scalability and privacy, these are the conceptual problems we have. There are already people working hard on, this, on solutions for this, and there are already solutions for these problems. Um, and there, uh, like Zcash, for example, is really like uh, it, it, it solves privacy, and we can later see later on what could be a solution for this. Why? Why is it working? Uh, there are many scalability solutions, and uh, the non-conceptual problems like usability are also uh, yeah. A lot of people are working on these, um, and these these people have money and uh, power to do a lot of stuff. So let's go to the solutions. What could be a solution? We are working on the rate network. Um, 
There are a lot of other solutions tackling uh, scalability. And uh, so, but yeah, in 20 minutes, I will talk about the rating network. Uh, the, the idea is, uh, how does payment work? If I go to a bar and buy a beer, then not necessarily, I always take my purse out and pay for each, of, for each and every beer. It could be that the barkeeper knows me and uh, he just says like, okay, I will do some, I will mark somewhere uh, how many beers you drink and probably after 10 or something I will, uh, I will let you pay. Um, and if I know you even more than I, we could even do this at the end of the week or something. So actually we are not really used to, not always, used to paying all the time for everything we do. We just have to have some kind of frame where we can make sure that uh, we cannot uh, do fraud. And uh, this is what, the, what Lightning does, and we are doing it in Ethereum with Raiden. It's the idea of off-chain payment channels that you don't have to remember quite well, but this probably is uh, enough if you understand this. It's just like we're using, of course we have to use and we want to use the blockchain because this is really like what, what all depends on. But it's just used to, for, for let's say, simplify for one transaction, actually creating a channel, putting in a deposit, and whatever else we, we are doing then in our channel, which we just created on a blockchain in one transaction, is our thing. We can do, we can do uh, payments a lot and, and f uh, as fast as, as, as it can go. We are using the same security as there is on the blockchain. We are using our public cloud uh, encryption. We, are, uh, we have the same security actually as on the blockchain, but still we are handling this as we want. In, in whatever communication media we, we want to use. And if some of us thinks like, okay, we want to stop this because I, I'm not interested anymore or you think I, I betrayed you or whatever, then we can just stop it and we can let the blockchain, a smart contract on the blockchain decide if we are trying to do fraud or whatever happens and then split the deposit however it should go. So this is, this is definitely working. It, it is working also already on the Ethereum main chain. We, are, we have this working, but in a simplified version. Um, because the problem is, I, if you don't get it, I can also say what the problem is. Uh, if, if I like to go to 10 bars, then I will have a problem when I put the deposit every, every time, every time, time, and then I lose my money, and it's not liquid anymore, I cannot use it. It's just frozen in this, uh, in this channel, in this deposit. So that's why uh, we think like, okay, the rain network, the real huge version of this, like the Lightning Network, will uh, use multi-hops. So I don't have to have a deposit with everyone, but I could take your deposit you used with him, and we could have one, and if you have one, then I can just ripple through this system and pay him with our channel, using the other channels which are in between there, and I don't have to have a deposit for them. So that's a very simplified version of uh, what, what happens there in this radio network. So it's a kind of second layer infrastructure, because we say that we cannot solve it on the first level. Of, on the Ethereum blockchain, we, we think it will be very difficult to solve scalability. So that's why we are putting this on the next, on the second layer infrastructure. Um, yeah, but this is, as I said, one solution. There are others, uh, side chains, multi chains, intra chains. There are a lot of people working on these on these solutions. Um, privacy difficult because, as I said, if, if, we, if we want to have a, a common agreement on something, then everybody should know everything about it, or not. Because what is important if I buy a beer for three dollars? It's just important that I have actually three dollars, and that. 
I don't, I have three dollars less after the transaction and you have three dollars more after the transaction. If we can agree on this and all the, you all could agree on, okay, this knowledge actually is enough. I don't even have to know that it is three dollars. I just have to know I had enough and you have more exact amount and I have it less exact amount. If we agree on this, then it's not even important who we are, actually. It's just important that this fact is something we, we should agree on as a, as a common community. So then we, we actually can say, um, yeah, this, this, might be, this might be enough knowledge for, uh, for us to, to, um, to have a common consensus that he did this payment and he had enough before. There is a very simplified version of what actually really happens. Um, every day, when you are using, when you are using some, some kind of cryptocurrency, then you will uh, have a private key. And this private key actually is not known to the people in the chain. And it should not be known, because otherwise, if it's known, then we have the problem, then yeah, your money is lost. So we are using every day a mechanism which, which says, like, I have a secret, and I use it to do transactions. And all of, all of you can, can say, OK, yeah, of course, yeah, he has to have a private key, because it's mathematically proven, it's for sure that he has the private key, but I don't know this private key. So actually, it, it works. It's just like in Zcash, I think, uh, implemented it right away, so it, it really works. Um, it works in this way that you don't, don't have to have all knowledge. You just have to have the knowledge which is important to state, okay, this transaction is fine for us. So it's, it's solvable. Um, yes, usability, there is um, also a lot of things going on um, uh, how this how these is solved. Um, for the user experience, I'm, there, there are, yeah, there's MetaMask, there's MyCrypto or MyEtherWallet, um, which makes it easier for people to understand what's happening and probably also stayed long and strong enough that you should really, really take care of your private keys or that you probably should get a hardware wallet or what it is, what, uh, that, that there is now nobody who could help you if you lose it. Um, there are some things about uh, identity. I, I use this one. Like Viewport is working on this. Um, there is a standard um, which could solve this idea of um, yeah, identity on the blockchain. And if identity is solved, as I said, like, then we can solve a lot of other problems because then we can solve something like claims, endorsements. We can say, like, okay, there is someone who's a, who is a trusted third party because it's a bank or something, and he says, I am the one I uh, tell him. I tell you who I am, and, um, and so they, they could say like, okay, we can we can reclaim or we can restate uh, the, his private key, or we can re we can confirm that he is actually really that this is his identity. So then I could do a lot of other stuff. I could do reputation. I could do some other things which are uh, possible right now. This is something it's just not there now, but it's not a conceptual problem. It's just like something which has to be worked out. Accessibility is probably harder. We are working on, on trust lines, and that I really cannot tell you right now what it is because it's a little bit too complicated, but it's just very easy set. Um, every one of you has a social graph, and probably you have it even open in, a, in some things like Facebook, LinkedIn, or, or Xing, or whatever. And the idea is that if you have a social graph, then this is people you know and people you probably trust. And if you trust people, you could... Uh, do this to a certain amount even of money or of whatever currency. And with this you could 
you could you could have IOUs like um, debt obligations, and you could actually trade with this uh, debt obligations. And this is not something we really invented. I think it was the original idea of, of Ripple, but they kind of switched to a more B two B, yeah, business model. And Trustlines is really like the same idea on the uh, Ethereum blockchain, where you can get into the system because the the idea would be if you can pay with with that, with IOUs, then you don't have to have a centralized exchange getting you into this whole blockchain system, because you can just start right away. Um, Dether is something diff completely different, and it's like, I, th I think it's about where you can have local dealers for cryptocurrencies, which makes a lot of sense, because you don't go to a centralized exchange, but you go to somewhere selling handy mobile cards or whatever, and then he could also sell you cryptocurrencies. Yeah, and you know him even probably. Um, yes, and there are there are a lot of other um, ideas where uh, uh, how how accessibility could be easier. Still, thinking of a regulated system, it still won't. Yeah, will always be some kind of gray boom in between. Yes, um, that was just like for you. Uh, so what what you should take into account is there is. Uh, there are people currently saying, like, okay, there is, there is this uh, disruption of the financial system, and let's buy all these coins everywhere. And if you meet them, just say, like, yeah, okay, uh, I heard there's something, and uh, if you meet them here at the conference, which is quite likely, then just go to the next table, and there probably will be someone saying, uh, okay, um, this thing won't work, because you see 10 transactions per second, it just doesn't work. And then you can leave this table also, and then you can get your beer and, uh, at the bar, and you know, like, both is not really true. But it's somewhere in between. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's it.